Hello and welcome to Women of Aurora, a podcast featuring remarkable women entrepreneurs and leaders working in and around the city of Aurora, Illinois. We discuss how to be successful in your business and in life as we network, support, and uplift each other. Join us to learn how to build authentic connections and have fun in a safe and open space. Hello, my name is Cynthia Gamblois. I am a multipreneur, philanthropist, and the founder of Women of Aurora. I enjoy making connections with sound and vibrant women making an impact in and around the city of Aurora. While building my network, I knew I wanted to create a safe environment to build connections. Therefore, I founded the Women of Aurora Facebook group, a diverse and safe place for women from all walks of life to share and uplift one another. Ladies, are you ready to experience more energy, fulfillment, and pleasure in your business and personal life? Our guest today is a self-love and intimacy coach, and she is here to help you fall in love with your body, embrace your beauty, and your own feminine power. Welcome, Jen Bogoski. Hi, Jen. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Yes, let's just start with that burning question. How do you help your clients find love and intimacy in both their professional and personal life? Well, I basically work with women to help them get out of their head and into their body so that they can more fully love who they are, which then allows them to really step into and own their feminine power. That's incredible. And how long have you been doing this? How long have you been, I guess, what would be the best title for you? Would it be coach? Would it be feminine coach? I mean, what what would be the best co- title for you? You know, I really don't like to go by titles. They're <laughs> so confusing sometimes. Um, <laughs> well, we don't have one here for you. That's why I asked. So it's funny I, you say that, that you don't like going by titles because we don't have well, one here for you. Well, you know, <laughs> That's it's, matching. it's weird because it's one of those things that People work with people they know, like, and trust. And they're really about the outcomes as opposed to what do you call yourself, right? I could call myself a life coach. I could call myself a love coach, intimacy, pleasure, sexuality, like you name it. And then people are like, well, what does that really mean? So kind of giving it a title just gives it a name as opposed to really help someone really understand how I serve them and support them in their goals. Well, now that we know that, I mean, tell us how would clients work with you? What what would clients find most intriguing about working with you? Well, I work with clients in a handful of ways. I do one-on-one coaching. Um, I also have group coaching programs as well as retreats, um, which clearly are in groups as well too. But the goal is really to help women know that they are not alone in the things that they are feeling about themselves, their bodies, and their relationships. So you were mentioning that you have group setting coaching. Besides besides one-on-one coaching, you have retreats. Tell us about the retreats you put together. So the retreats that I put together are really a deep dive for women to really get to experience the work. So what I like to say is a lot of the work that I do is a combination of mindset and embodiment practices. So actually physically being in your body and doing the work. When you get a chance to come on a retreat, it is not just an hour or two of being with me. 
right? It is a much longer time where you're allowed to feel safe. I think one of the things that um, that I really do well for women is to allow them to feel safe to feel. And most of the time, that's why we're in our heads, because we're not in a safe and grounded place. So when you're on a retreat, you get that opportunity to be in that space for a longer period of time. You're not there for just an hour, an hour and a half, and then you go back to your daily grind. You're there for a longer period of time and can really expand your experience there. How long are the retreats and where do you go on these retreats? There's a couple of different ways that I have retreats. I do um, local weekend retreats as well as last year I did a retreat, a week-long retreat in Costa Rica, which was absolutely amazing. And my goal is to have some other um, retreats locally as well as in other places in the U.S. as well too. What do you have planned for 2023? So for 2023, um, I will have some local retreats that will be happening in the fall timeframe. Okay, great. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear all about it. I know that along with retreats and doing those group sessions, you also have Monday fire chats. Is that correct? I have once a month fireside chats. They are a virtual call that people can hop on. And it's really a way to get a taste for the work that I do. I usually pick a different topic each month. And it's a combination of me doing some teaching, but also giving the women in the group the opportunity to ask questions and share amongst themselves. What have been some of the most exciting topics you've talked about during the fire chats? Ooh, <laughs> gosh, I've been doing them for two and a half years now. I'm trying to think of what some of the hot topics were. The, the one we just recently did, which went really, really deep, was talking about the taboos of money, power, and sex. A which lot. each could have been their own right. chat in itself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same. A lot of layers in that conversation, totally, especially yep. for women, for women and post eras and, you know, the situations where uh, sex employees or what are they called? Not sex employees. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. And I think that it's also a taboo topic just for women who have a strong faith-filled background. So for me, like I grew up in a devout Catholic home and I explore a lot of topics that would be considered taboo. I just think it's important though, for people to know that this is really what God wants for us. He wants abundance for us from a money perspective. He wants us to step into our own power. He wants us to love our bodies, to embrace our sensuality and sexuality with our partners. So it's one of those things that I think it's really important for my listeners to to know that it's okay to be scared about the topic. Let's face it, I was when I first started. I was like, okay, what are people going to think of me? <laughs> They're going to think I'm some nutso. <laughs> like, who is this good Catholic girl that is now diving into pleasure? Like, what is that all about? Right. Well, just being a woman, just being a woman mm-hmm. and talking about sex is taboo, right? And the sad thing is, it shouldn't be, but it is. And that's why I want to take a stand on 
talking so openly about it because it is something we all need to talk about. And every woman who I have encountered has been curious in some way, shape, or form. They may not want other people to know that they're curious, but they are curious and want to just be a sponge and go on this, I would call this exploration. And that's how I was when I first started. I didn't know what I was doing. I just started researching and finding different things on my path. Just like they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Well, how did you start, Jen? Tell us, let's go back there. How did you Mm -hmm. start? Why did you start? Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, what helped you take that quantum leap? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So it was about almost a decade ago. It was on my 40th birthday. So you guys will know how old I am. Um, (laughs) I will be 50 this year. Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) And I remember my ex-husband and I were in a marriage encounter community. And I remember saying and vowing in front of like 15 other couples that I didn't want a marriage like my parents. Like I wanted something more for me and my husband at the time. And the following day, I went to confession and said, God, come into the center of my marriage. Then I had this dream. And the dream was that there was this beautiful, sexy, gorgeous woman in green lingerie dancing for my husband. And I thought, God, why are you showing me this? I want you to come into the center of my marriage. I don't want some other woman to be dancing for my husband. I was going to say, did you see yourself as this woman or was it somebody else? Well, here's the funny thing. Like I literally thought, oh my God, it's the woman on the hockey team. She had nails done, hair done, purses, cute shoes, cute makeup, like everything. She was what I envisioned a beautiful, sexy woman to be. And I happened to be in a group coaching program at the time. And they were like, Jen, who was the woman? And I told them and they're like, no, look again. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, it's you. What are you hiding from? Hmm. It was at that point when I said, well, wait a minute. Why don't I think I am beautiful, sexy, and gorgeous? There was no way at that point in my life, I would do a sexy dance for my husband. Like I didn't like who I was, let alone love my body, feel comfortable dancing in lingerie, you know, let alone a a down, right? Kind of a thing. And that really was the start of my journey because I wanted to know what was getting in the way of me not loving myself and who I am. And and you say religion had a lot to do with that subconscious thought process or just point of view. And and do you feel like religion is still a hurdle for you now when, when you discuss these co- topics of conversations with clients or potential clients? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. What I would say is in the last decade, a lot of the barriers that I have had to grow through have all had some type of religious upbringing that I had to work through. Even when I actually got divorced, I had to go through some barrier. I thought it was the scarlet letter A. I thought that I was going to be condemned, you know, that kind of thing. I see every step of the way, even from the beginning, that there was something from my religious upbringing that just came against where I was headed. So I like to say that 
my faith held me back, but my faith pulled me through. Mm-hmm. Because I had such a strong faith background that my parents taught me, I had this internal faith in belief in something more that when the two things butt up against each other, I had to be in this place of choosing to say what feels right. Does what I've been told feel right? Or is what I'm feeling feeling right? And that's an internal battle that I think so many women face because when I was taught my faith, your faith was your rock. You don't challenge it. And I feel like I have done a lot of that in the past decade. And I think you're spot on when it comes to women and religion, because being Catholic and even telling my parents that, hey, I think I'm more Christian than Catholic and I would like to explore the Christian religion. It was, no, what do you mean? You've been baptized, <laughs> right? Like We have this expectation of you. There's these expectations of you as a woman. There's these expectations of you in the church. There's these expectations of you as a woman in the Bible. Here's what you need to know. And I'm saying the whole time, listen, it's the same God. <laughs> it's the yeah. same for you, for me, the same love, the same. So sometimes those conversations can be very awkward and heavy yeah. and I'm sure you probably have countered this with your clients. How are your clients talking to their significant others about making those changes? It's really hard. And I think it depends on the the background and the deep faith of what each person's been taught and what their spouse's background is. Like in my instance, my husband was not religious at all. It was kind of a topic of conversation that really wasn't a discussion or if we talked about it it wasn't something we didn't get into deep theological you know conversations but i do remember um my dad and i used to talk all the time about anything and everything and i remember him one day saying to me when we went on a walk he's like jen how come you're not bringing up your business as much as you used to and i had to be open to him and say well dad like i feel like i'm poking holes in the foundation that you taught me. And it's kind of an awkward conversation. It was hard, but he was open to listening and hearing. I remember when he he was in hospice, this, four years ago, he passed away. And I remember him sitting on his bed, looking at me and saying, Jen, do you think that the Catholic church teaches the wrong things about sexuality? And I said, Yes, absolutely I do. Like the the way that the church teaches it from an organizational perspective, yes. What Jesus really meant by it? No, but that's not what's been passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your dad, but I think oh, thank you. I think you're right on the interpretations, right? Mm-hmm. The loose interpretations that may sometimes come from others' perspective or maybe sometimes even the rigorous <laughs> interpretations, right? Right. And I'm so glad you're helping your clients explore these topics. This episode is sponsored by Breaking Through Coaching. Are you ready to find more satisfaction, success, and fulfillment in your life or career? 
When you decide you want to make a bigger impact and achieve your goals, you can benefit from hiring the right coach to help you along the way. Clara Lucia Carrier is the founder of Breaking Through Coaching, where she helps her clients to be seen, heard, and understood. Through her coaching program, clients will experience rapid development of tools they will need to achieve their potential, leading to satisfaction and success. Learn more at startbreakingthrough.com. Great. And Jen, you're a part of the Women of Aurora group. And I always like to ask, why did you join Women of Aurora other than me inviting you to Women of Aurora? (laughs) (laughs) You've been a contributor. You've been a part of the networking event. Why Women of Aurora? I wanted to expand my network. And, And I'll be honest and say, I think that one of the reasons too is I've done some retreats and stuff in the Aurora area. So I thought, okay, this is a great way to meet other women locally in that area. I don't live too far. I'm in Woodridge. So 20 minutes, for me, 20 to 30 minutes is nothing. <laughs> you know. But it's nice to be able to meet like-minded women who have a passion that they want to share with others. That's incredible. So before I ask you our final question, I do have to ask you about your books because you recently authored not one, but three books. And then you have two more coming after that, right? So let's There's, talk about those first and then I'll ask you about your favorite book. Okay. So there's technically six in total. Oh, six. I, for some reason, I thought there were three released and two more coming. No, but well, there's, there's three. There's three released. Okay. And there's three more coming this year. Wow. So it's all part of my like mastery program. It's called The Sensual Feminine Life. And my podcast is actually based on that. That's the name of my podcast as well, too. But it's a six book series. The first book is The Good Girl. So it is all about the cultural and religious things that have held us back from what it means to be a woman. The second book is called The Inquisitive, and it is about pleasure and desire. It is really talking about what pleasure is and what it is not, like what we have been taught about pleasure and what God really wants for us when it comes to our desire and our pleasure. And the third one that is out is called The Goddess. And it is all about learning to love your body and to focus on personal accountability. I think that there's so much talk about self-care these days. And I don't know that many people that really go into the depths of what self-care means. It's more than let me journal in the morning and take a bath at night, right? It goes (laughs) so much deeper than that. And this is what I teach women. It truly is how you can start. I'll call it a love affair with yourself because that's what self-care really is. And you need to start somewhere. So those are the three that are already out there and available for purchase. And the other three, uh, key four is called The Bombshell. It is about tapping into your feminine energy. And that one just went to the graphic designer a couple of weeks ago. So the goal is that that will be out around Valentine's Day. We'll see. Sometime in February, for sure. And then key five and six will be out later this year. Key five is about power and control and teaching women. I think it's something we need to learn how to, when you're trying to get out of your head and into your body, 
we need to surrender. We need to learn how to let go. What does that mean? How can we stop holding on and surrendering more to ourselves as well as in our relationships? And then the last one is the queen. And it is all about being worthy and deserving and focused on value and money. So if I said one word for each book, it's sex, desire, the body, feminine energy, power, and value. Why did you make it a six part and not one complete book? Do you know what I mean? Like why six workbooks and not one book? How did you reach that decision? Yeah, this has actually been in the works for years. These books have been written actually even before my dad passed away, Um, but like the content itself. The idea is there's so much content. When people read books, and I've done this myself too, you take a book, you read it, you go through it and you're like, right? Oh, this was great. I'm inspired. I'm motivated. And this content is so rich and deep that it is, there's workbooks and interactive exercises within each book. It really is a guide and a map to help you dive into each of those areas of your life. I didn't want someone to just take it and say, I'm going to read this over the weekend. This truly is my mastery program that I have made available to people. If you want to try to do it as a self-study, you're more than welcome. But most people want that deeper connection because they look at me and they say, we look at you, we look at the life you've created. We want what you have. I read these things and I get stuck. And that's where I come in and say, okay, on top of reading the book, these are some embodiment practices that I can teach you so that you can also apply these things. Those are things that I do in my one-on-one coaching or group programs because it's more of an experience. They're, they're things that I would do on audio, like uh, meditation or video or dancing or movement or something that you could watch and then do on your own, as opposed to just reading it in a book. So that's where the additional value comes in, in doing some deeper work with me. That's incredible. I mean, I just found it such a unique structure of, again, not lumping it all together and giving the the reader or the participant, you know, kind of a nugget. Here's your first nugget. And here's another nugget of wisdom to to kind of chew on or mull over for mm-hmm. a little while. And then let's get you to the next step. So I really enjoyed seeing that. And I'm excited to see what the sixth one will be, the queen. That's intriguing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I already have visions for some of the visuals. And I don't know how many people have seen the books, but Part of my vision behind it, it's not just a book. There are beautiful visual images that go with the book. Because when we're talking about topics that are taboo or scary or you're curious, right? I want to make this safe and beautiful and sacred. So there's a lot of intuitive and sacred energy that goes into the visuals of the books as well. That's incredible. I mean, it all sounds fantastic. And I think we can find your books now on your website, correct? You can find them on my website. You can also find them on Author Spots. So if you have the link for Author Spots and you know you find my name, um, you can order them there as well too. Or if you see me somewhere, I can give you a, a hand-signed copy. Oh, perfect. Yes. So last question. I always like to ask our guest, if there's a book that you could recommend 
to our listeners or the women of Aurora, what book would that be? Why are you currently reading it? Have you read it? Tell us all about it. I have two, but I think one is taboo. So I'll give you the other one. <laughs> I mean, give us both titles. Don't hold back. I mean, <laughs> okay. Give us both well, titles and then you get to pick which one you like to elaborate on. Okay. Okay. So the taboo one that I would recommend, it's a book by a woman named Regina Tomhauser and it's called Pussy a Reclamation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And she's actually my personal coach right now. I'm working with her. She's written the book for all of the women who will never read it and pick it up because of its name. And that's what I think is so beautiful about it. It is about reclaiming our body and that part of our body. Because let's face it, most women don't want to talk about it, give it a name kind of a thing, right? I realize it's a little taboo to even say that word. We were just talking about God and Christianity, and now I'm bringing up the P word, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and that's okay. We are are in a podcast where we're open and safe, and we want to hear all about it. Well, and here's the thing. Whoever needs to hear it is going to hear it, Mm. right? Mm. And if they're called to get the book, then they will. But for those that are not called for that particular book, the other book recommendation that I have is called The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. It is a fabulous book that gives women a different perspective on what it means to emasculate a man. I think that most of us don't realize as women how the things that we do and the things that we say are protective mechanisms for ourselves so that we're not hurt. And they actually jab at and emasculate men in the process. I didn't realize that I was doing this. I read this book, I want to say right after I had gotten divorced. So this was maybe five years ago or so. And when I read it, I was like, wow, I used to do that. And I did that. And I said that and holy crap. Wow. Right. Like, Hmm. There are things you just don't realize. I actually even have a freebie that I give out to people. It's called Stop Crushing the Man. But there are different categories in ways that we emasculate men without them knowing it. Every woman that I know who's in a marriage or partnership, you want to have a better relationship with your partner. Truly is. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. We need to learn each other's language. This is different than a love language. But it's how do you just communicate with men in general and allow a man to be a man and not criticize him? And most women don't realize they're doing these things until they look at the list and they're like, I do that. I didn't realize that was emasculating. So it's a great awareness. Alison Armstrong's a great um, writer. She does a lot in the, I'll call it relationship arena. That's incredible. I mean, I'd be happy to get that list. Not what what did you call it? 10 things not to crush a man? Yeah, I call it stop crushing the man. Oh, stop um, crushing the man. Okay, we're yes, going yes. to we're gonna make I sure can get that's you in the, the recording. Link. Yes, yes. Um, I actually have a link that I can give you to put in the show notes that if people want access to it, yes. they can click on the link and I could my email will automatically send that to them. I think that would be a great freebie. That would be a great add-on to the podcast and especially to get in touch with you. I feel like your topic, your choosing, right, of 
kind of sector or niche for coaching is very needed. It's also needed now for not just women to understand men, but we've had a lot of changes in the roles that we each play, right? Yeah. And then this new era, we were just talking earlier about the gender neutral, right? There's also gender neutral roles, right? More Mm -hmm. men are choosing to stay home and play that stay-at-home husband role versus what it was traditionally. The wife stayed home and the wife raised the children. And now we're seeing a lot of what I call blur lines because it is, it's a blur line. And and the way that, you know, my children are are growing and, and seeing the outer world, boys are becoming girls, girls are becoming boys. I mean, they're choosing these different roles for themselves and they're choosing these different ways of life. Sometimes we don't understand how to approach, right? And how to respect or see each other. And mm-hmm. sometimes we need to go back to the basics. No, you're right. And in having an open dialogue about roles and expectations, because just because your mom and dad thought that a man and woman's role was this, because mm-hmm. that's what we were taught from our religious background, cultural background, does not mean that we have the same belief or that our partner has the same exact belief and expectation. So it's about you know communication in that arena as well. And you help your clients through this. Absolutely. How can someone reach you if they would like to work with you? How can someone become your client? The easiest way is to probably look my information up on my website, which is thefreedomkeys.com. They could also find me on Facebook. I'm usually more on Facebook, but I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn as well too. And what are your um, handles for that? Is it at Freedom Keys? For for Facebook, it is the word the Freedom Keys, all in one. And then Instagram, I'd have to. Th- there's some um, hi- not hyphens, but underscores. Okay, in them. That's okay. As long as we know yeah. how to find you. Say your yes. website for me one more time. The Freedom Keys. Incredible. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. And I'm so glad that you are a part of the Women of Aurora. Thank you for being with us tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Many thanks to our producer, Amy Downing of Amy Downing Media and Marketing. Looking for a space to create connections in Aurora, Illinois? Join the Women of Aurora Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know in the Facebook group and be sure to tell a friend. If you haven't yet, remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. See you next time.